That's KC may contain graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for the ears of some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Listen up now, don't get too far. You tuned in to hear some stories told by two ladies named Hillary. Hey! <laughs> hey! Hello! Hello! <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome. Ep- episode 66. I was like. Oh, it's either 66 or 68. I don't know. 66. 66. And uh, paranormal week this week. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm to burp. Um, we're, that's KC. <laughs> I'm Hillary Holt. I'm Hillary Batliner. And we chat true crime and paranormal in Kansas City, uh, Missouri and Kansas. Or surrounding, wait, surrounding yeah, areas. areas. Because we, we can. Because we can. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever we find out of the street because we can. I forget. Yeah. What all uh, that if, that, if that made no sense, go back and re-listen to a different episode and you get the same answer. Yeah. But also just lower intro. your standards because it's not getting much better from no. here. No, it's fine. Sorry. I think it's fine. We're fine. We're perfect. My mom says so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Um, uh, Casey things. I earlier got some Go Chicken Go because I was in the area and got some. Um, and then I have this blanket that is very warm mm-hmm. from, uh, it's by, uh, local designer Whitney Manny. Um, she has like more clothes and stuff, but she put this on her Facebook page of like doing a prototype for blankets. And I was like, yeah, I buy it. And so these are going to be on sale, like coming soon, a November ish. She said like probably like mid November or something. But it's super, it's like the Sherpa stuffies. And then it's got all the mirrors on it. So it's kind of (laughs) a blanket of reflections. (laughs) Which is what helped me in my decision to get it. (laughs) So you can sit and Uh reflect. Sit and reflect and it's warm. Um, And then I've got Blip Blast. (laughs) Cold coffee. Uh Uh, You've never seen anything like it. Get blasted with Blip Blast. The only bottled cold brew coffee product on the market. Visit our cafe at 101 Mulberry Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Built, not bought. West Bottoms Original. That's true. Bliproasters.com. Instagram, Blip Roasters. Nice. So I know I've been in there once and I remember seeing it, but I'm glad that you went. Yeah. were able to grab things and I had to put more sugar in here. Yeah. (laughs) Was it really bad? A little too strong? A little bit? Too bad. Yeah, I'm going to have to put some cream in there because I'm weak. <laughs> yeah, and I got a green tea from Blip. Blip, 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 The green tea's good. Uh-huh. normal green tea. Yeah. Is it Hugo? It was on the tag. It's probably Hugo. I don't know. I don't know, actually. Oh. It's a coffee spot in Casey. It's probably it's Hugo. It's Stash. Oh, I don't know what that is. I don't think that's local. We'll bleep that part out. I just kidding. I won't. Uh, yeah. Well, I just get. I just got whatever they gave me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah, there weren't too many different types of teas. They just had like tea. basic black yeah. or green or 
I think they're they not may a have had place. peach, but mm. I don't know. That could be just in my head. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. Um, it's nice on this cold day. Mm-hmm. It's windy it's outside so, for I don't some reason. Like any, like it was nice earlier, and then I came in here, and then it turned. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just colder, but I've got my blanket. Okay. Uh, let's get started, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, mine is uh, they're going back to Hannibal, another like haunted bed and breakfast type of thing. Which I realized after doing the research and looking at photos that I've been to this spot before. I knew I'd been to some haunted oh. mansion, but I couldn't. And like Mark Twain was involved some bit, but I couldn't mm-hmm. remember if that was like Hannibal or like just somewhere around there. Yeah. And it is this place. Nice. Rock, Rock Cliff Mansion, which I'll thank uh, Brianette Spokes, because <laughs> uh, I was up there and uh, talking. Uh, I think I went there. Yeah, I went there Friday before the Eric Badu concert. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that experience. <laughs> It was it was fine. It was fine. But to get my outfit, I went to this cute like African shop that I've been meaning to go to in Independence. Uh-huh. And she was like, um, I don't know if it was like mom and daughter, uh, but like African. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, I got like this cute little, like jacket thing. Um, but yeah, she's like, you gotta take pictures and tell me about it. <laughs> it was like going to the Erica Badu concert, and she's like, oh okay. Uh, anyway, if you were there, you know. If you weren't there, we don't need to talk about it. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> it was an experience, and I went to it, and I experienced it. Anyway, I was at Spokes, and then apparently Brian is from Hannibal, and he mentioned that. And I was like, because it would have been something on my um, bookmarks. And so now, here we go. Nice. <laughs> uh, Rockcliffe Mansion is in Hannibal, Missouri, and uh, was built in, from uh, 1898 to 1900 by John J. Uh, Cruikshank. Sure. C-R-U-I-K. And then Shank. Yeah. We'll call that. Cruikshank. <laughs> Junior. Uh, descendant of Scottish immigrants. So it's a Scottish accent. I can't. I won't. No. It won't Not go well. Try. Um, whose fortune was founded on lumber. He was a lumber baron. Uh-huh. That's how he's described. Uh-huh. Uh, the home was built on West Bird Street, located in uh, what is now called Maple Avenue Historic District. Uh, it came to be acknowledged as the most imposing, beautiful, and costly residential structure in that part of Missouri at that time. Uh, by reason of its location on a high, rocky eminence, Looking, <laughs> overlooking the uh, entire city in the Mississippi River. River, ugh. it was termed Rock Cliff, later known as Rock Cliff. Together as one word ah, with an e on the gotcha. end. Gotcha. So fancy because it has an e on the end. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stupid. And and is one of the many attractions of the city viewed by strangers and tourists. Uh, of Hannibal visiting Hannibal. <laughs> Um, so like more history about it uh, or about John himself. It's kind of, it's broke gossipy. <laughs> so buckle up. Um, since John's wallet took a beating from a nasty divorce with the alimony he was forced to pay being considered so outlandish for the age that it was reported in the New York Times. Oh my God. Yeah. The scandal rocked the little town of Hannibal as well as the congregational church, which collapsed under the divisions it brought. John... Uh, had married Miss Mary E. Bacon. (laughs) 
Mary awesome. Bacon. Mary Bacon. Mary Bacon. I mean, I wish I could marry Bacon. Oh honestly, right now. The way dating is, I would much rather right. marry Bacon. <laughs> bacon. I was I got on Bumble again and I uh was swiping through and the shake cap was like swipe right and you could get uh buy one, get one free for you on a date. What's the date is gonna be me later? <laughs> So That's I awesome. swiped it and I got a code. That's and awesome. apparently it's happened to two other people because I posted about it. They're like, me too. <laughs> Mighty meet up they with a friend. That. They should do that more often. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend places. are going to solo double date at sure. Shake Shack tomorrow. Yeah. With our four hamburgers. <laughs> there's nothing we're wrong with that. both only going to eat one. Yes, there's nothing wrong with Maybe that. Maybe two. Depends on how long we're there. Anywho, <laughs> um, Mary E. Bacon, youngish uh, at about... 18 while he was still a young man himself. They had children and led what seemed to be uh, a respectable life. Mm. Mm-hmm. What seemed to be. Seemed to be. <laughs> uh, they were friendly with another couple living in Hannibal, Missouri. Uh, I don't know why I said Missouri again because it's not what it says. It says Mr. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Mr. Cyrus O. Godfrey and his wife Kitty. It's such like an old <laughs> Kitty. Kitty. Like, Do you ever see uh, that 70s show? Yeah, yeah. I love that show. Kitty. Uh, who ran in the same social circles and attended attended the same church. That's why it collapsed. Uh, they were friendly enough that when Mrs. Uh, Crickshank uh, took uh, trips east to be treated for a health condition peculiar to women. So like, I don't know, a period. Right, yeah, or probably like, hysteria or was, um, a, was a thing back then. Oh, yeah, hysteria or um, like menopause, but like also hysteria. Yeah, or like dementia. Yeah, <laughs> anything that's not that's not male crazy is yeah yeah any type of crazy is a mm-hmm. woman's problem. Uh, like a woman talking back. Yeah, uh, getting a job. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, stating Spencer's. an opinion, reading a book. Yeah, how dare they? Um, I don't know. Voting, <laughs> she could do that. Um, <laughs> uh, <but laughs> Mr. Godfrey accompanied her with. Uh, Mr. with John's blessing. Uh, I mean, maybe she just wanted an easier to pronounce last name. Uh, <laughs> well, within a couple of years, accusations were flying as apparently Mr. Godfrey didn't turn out to be as trust- trustworthy as originally thought. And uh, uh, May, no, no, what's her, where is she? what's her name? Mary. Yes, that's right. Uh, Mary uh, was receptive to his advances. Meanwhile. John and Kitty were going. <laughs> I didn't read this part. Uh oh. I just read the beginning part, <laughs> and I didn't read this part through. And I read there's. I just skipped over that one because it. <laughs> John and Kitty <laughs> were going at it like proverbial dogs in heat as well. <laughs> oh my god, that's a little disturbing. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't but like it's that. It's funny. Eventually, they all realized their great. Uh, their uh, affairs uh, that each was doing with each other's spouse what they were doing themselves. Um, the whole case was investigated by the church. All involved were found to be guilty of what everyone already knew. And um, John and Mary split the sheets and the fortune, as some say. <laughs> split the sheets and the fortune. And the fortune, yes. Sure. Two years later, John married again, this time to Annie Louise Hart, who was somewhat younger, being 27 years his junior. I had to look it up because I've always heard of it, and I never knew what that means. Junior just means younger, and senior just means older. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's 20 years her senior. Yeah. yeah. Just so in case any other people didn't know, because <laughs> yeah. I had to Google it. 
So what? Um, it is said that uh, Annie was actually engaged to John's son, but his father threatened him with disinheritance, disinheritance if he didn't turn her over to him. <laughs> oh, my God. Gross. That's disgusting. It's not. Meh. Well, he's got all that wood. What do you expect him supposed to do Gross. with it? <laughs> no, keep it to himself. That's what he should do. <laughs> Nasty. So, uh, in 18... Oh, wait, no. That can't be right. 1898? Hold on. Oh, this is... Okay. Backtracking. Um... So that, that stuff happened before. Uh, so in 1898, now retired, he began to work on the Rockcliffe Mansion, where he dreamt of living out his days and overseeing his fortune with his wife and their four daughters. Uh, Rockcliffe was the largest house in Hannibal and considered by many to be the finest residential, residential structure in the Midwest. Uh, it's thought that part of John's reasoning behind building such a house was to regain his place in Hannibal society. A uh, celebration at the opening of the house certainly went a long ways towards this, as John hired the Empire Orchestra to play more than seven hundred for more than seven hundred guests. Mark Twain visited Hannibal for the last time in 1902, and on his last night there, a reception was held at Rockcliffe Mansion in his honor. Twain spoke for almost 90 minutes on a special platform built over the grand staircase uh, to about 300 invited guests, the cream of Hannibal society. Uh, Mark Twain spent at least one night under the uh, at uh, Rockcliffe, and as can be expected, visitors and guests of the house today still report that at times they smell Twain's ghostly cigar wafting in the human Missouri air. I didn't smell anything. It just was creepy when you go in. Uh, one by one, the uh, John's daughters married and abandoned Rockcliffe Mansion, though one merely set up, uh, although one did uh, set up house next door. John continues his habit of taking long walks at night to tend to his affairs, business or otherwise. Rumors had it that he was still carousing, even in his later years. I just like these words. Uh, and that perhaps things weren't going so well in the family. As when he departed the house for his nightly rambles, he would take the servant's stairs, which was next to uh, Annie's chambers, so she would know he was gone by the slamming of the door. John died in bed in 1924, and much of... And much to everyone's surprise, uh, Annie essentially walked out the door of Rockcliffe Mansion and moved next door to live with her daughter, according to legend, never to return to the house again <laughs> because she had it with John Chit. Sad day. I mean, my goodness. Um, I mean, she couldn't get divorced. Not during that time. Uh, <laughs> over the next 40 years, the house began to show signs of disrepair uh, or falling into ruin. Uh, the porches crumbling, paint peeling, and the windows being broken out by the young... <laughs> Toms and Hucks. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, of Hannibal. Uh, it began. It became the haunted house on the hill, and the rite of passage in Hannibal became. Which I remember. Do remember this? This is what I remembered was uh, this little story mm. that the guy told us. Mm-hmm. Um, which I went. So uh, I went in like fifth grade because we went to Hannibal. Yeah, because we went to the Cameron Caves, and I had a crush on this guy named Cameron, so I got him a keychain that said Cameron on it. (laughs) He's married to someone else now. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) 
That's usually what happens when you meet in fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it never went anywhere. I just liked him for. That's fine. Oh well, it's yeah. Anyway, anywho, sidetrack nation. <laughs> um, okay, so a rite of passage in Hannibal became uh, to racing up to the third floor to the classroom where the uh, crush shank. Crook shank children had been taught tearing off a small piece of the map hanging on the wall and displaying it to friends who waited outside. Because mm. the third floor is supposedly like the most haunted hmm. part. And it's also just like it's creeping and go to all the way to the third floor. <laughs> uh, in the mid-1960s, uh, Hannibal had had enough of the decaying home and ordered John's sole surviving daughter to do something about it. Her response to the was to tell city officials to dig a hole and bulldoze it to the ground. <laughs> Prior to demolition, though, someone uh, went inside Rockcliffe Mansion in the daytime and were stunned to find that lots of the original furnishings remained. Everything from lamps, tables, and statues to beds and linens, stained glass, windows, and light fixtures like Tiffany, original Tiffany light Damn. fixtures, yeah, um, were intact. As well, as well as the amazing woodwork and marble fireplaces, uh, oddly enough, some of the rooms had been hardly touched by vandals, including uh, John's bedroom, because it was like on the side of the house that's close to where the daughter was living. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Well, if he, she's a crashing sound, then like someone probably yeah. call the cops." I was like, "Or you can just like not do it, or but you can whatever. Just not be a dick." Yeah, I mean, you could just like not. <laughs> so, um, so. People got together in Hannibal uh, to buy Rockcliffe Mansion and to restore it and giving it tours and whatnot. Uh, John's daughter did return many of the items that she had taken from the house over the years, and eventually Rockcliffe Mansion became a bed and breakfast. And it's also um, a historical landmark. Like, it's on the registry for historical places or whatever. Uh, Hannibal has a few haunted beds and breakfasts that it boasts about, like... The Garden House Bed and Breakfast on episode I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I think it was one was like, there was a, I don't, I don't remember, but we talked about it. I don't remember what episode. If you find <laughs> it, you can tell us about it. Um, and, Correction Corner. Mm-hmm. Next or just a note. <laughs> <laughs> and Rockcliffe has uh, the added bonus of spending uh, the night in a mansion. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, from what I can remember from my fifth grade brain. This is pretty. It's pretty cool. Pretty a little, little crepe. A little a elaborate cool. though. Mm-hmm. I like the elaborate mansions. They're pretty yeah. cool. Oh, and I yeah, I do remember this fact from the tour as well. As I'm like reading, I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> like I, I can like vaguely visualize our tour guide. Um, Rockcliffe um, Mansion was one of the first houses in Hannibal to use electric light. But John uh, also had them outfitted with gas, as electricity at the time was notoriously unreliable. Mm. Just like Wi-Fi, when <laughs> you have Time Warner cable. True. Uh, <laughs> Sad day. Mm, but, like, not wrong. <laughs> um, okay. So most of the stories, uh, ghost stories uh, of Rockcliffe Mansion uh, over the years come from the caretakers. Uh, over the years. I switched some stuff around in my brain, so whatever. <laughs> uh, like... In John's bedroom, on occasion, uh, when making sure the room is ready for guests, the indention of a man's body can be found to have rumpled the linens. Uh huh. John has been seen on numerous occasions, both inside the house and even outside through the windows. A portrait of him hangs downstairs. 
Oh, I meant to not. I meant to take that out. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, oh, no, I didn't. I read it, and then I left it. Uh, downstairs, there's eyes seem to follow you as you move across the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Annie uh, has been seen as well downstairs in the music room. Even the children have been spotted on occasion playing downstairs as well as upstairs. Mm. And I think, well, because I said roommate. Yeah. I think there was also a story of, like, his children, like, dying. Yeah. I can't Dying remember. Like in the house? Yeah. Like mm. some. Or like younger ones. And yeah. Because what? I read it earlier. What? I read it. Yeah. That she had like some remaining daughters. So they didn't talk about like the son getting married. I'm trying to remember exactly. But mm-hmm. yeah. Because I might be get, try getting it mixed up with Mark Twain as well. Yeah. They only had one like son or something like that. <laughs> uh, if you go to Hannibal, you can find all of these things. Yeah. I mean. Um, some <laughs> attribute the specters uh, to hints of John's. <sighs> molesting one of his daughters Ugh. though there isn't any evidence for this uh, much much has been made uh, of the fact that or some of this comes from because uh, John and Annie's bedrooms were separated by two rooms whereas his daughter's bedroom was just next door mm. but uh, that was just built like that way because um, of like in the time then uh, young children being in close proximity to their uh, parents increases the chances of them surviving a fire that occurred more frequently than uh, now it does. True. Today. So it's just people making up stuff. <laughs> but, um, uh, what was I? Uh, mm, I'm trying to, what am I? No, I'm going to skip that. Anyway. Uh, oh, gosh. Okay. The third floor uh, is thought to be among the most haunted parts of the house as the uh, daughters have been seen playing in the ballroom as well as other equally eerie inset ads. <laughs> as you wander through the house, you begin to notice details, particularly faces staring at you from where you'd less expect. Not the kind of faces you expect, like human ones, mm-hmm. but bulls on the staircase, uh, which according to some superstitions, rubbing the nose increases fertility. <laughs> chairs peer at you from carved wood chairs. Wooden chairs, bronze statues gaze down at you when you reach the landing. These are the kind of details which make a place like this someone's home, rather than a restoration. Uh, it's hard not to imagine the person who built the place and the family who lived here <laughs> not to be there still. Not as spirits, but hmm. as living, breathing people. So. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, people live, like someone died there. Yeah. But he probably deserved it. Sounds like. <laughs> he just like died of his own. Couldn't keep it in his, couldn't, he had. Too much wood. John had too much wood. John Wood. That's what he should name this. He would. Jump. <laughs> I mean, like, John Wood, though. He would. Ugh. <laughs> Ken <laughs> Marks. Uh, oh, wait. No. No. Gosh. I skipped. Okay. So one story has it that a certain care- caretaker would frequently hear the door to the service room entrance slam, followed by heavy bootsteps coming up the stairs around 2 a.m. She believed it to be John returning from his nightly rambles, in the <laughs> af- even in the afterlife. <laughs> Even when when he's dead, he doesn't have together. Uh, In fact, he claimed it. uh, It's like a a song, uh, Satisfied in in Hamilton. I've never seen it, but I've listened to the soundtrack several times. Talks about John Alexander Hamilton. Mm, (laughs) Songs mm -hmm. about not being satisfied and kind of doing what John's been doing. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
uh, in fact, uh, she claimed it was such a regular occurrence that um, once she positioned herself at the top of the staircase to see what happened and reported that the footsteps grew louder as they came closer and a rush of air as the invisible spectator specter oh. passed by. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Ken Marks, who lived at Rockcliffe for some time, believes the absolute certainty that Rockcliffe Mansion is haunted. Though he described it as a mundane haunting, you might stay there for weeks or even months without anything occurring, and even then it might be almost as he says, imperceptible, such as lights not working when there are no reasons for them not to or working when they shouldn't. Together with his wife, Lisa, they run nightly ghost tours in Hannibal as well as having written Haunted Hannibal, an essential guide to tracking down ghostly sites in the town and Ivryons. I don't know what that means, but that's part... That's what's in the book. In the book, he writes the of the spirits in Rockcliffe Mansion being uh, protective in nature as though John is doing what it takes to keep his house standing on the hill. Mm-hmm. That's a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that all the stuff that I put down? Yeah, the important. Like, there's more stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Um, my and you gotta go, and yeah. then I've gotta. And it's like, anyway. I know mine's kind of long, but I'm gonna cut out a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like kind of, it's kind of, it's very interesting the history of it. It's kind of creepy, but you should go there. Yeah. I don't think it costs that much to go. Um, I mean, heck, Mark Twain's been there, so uh, you can see there <laughs> Rockcliffe Mansion, uh, one thousand Bird Street, Hannibal, Missouri, six. Three four zero one telephone five seven three two two one four one four zero email info at rockcliffmansion dot com rockcliffmansion dot com <laughs> okay. so the same so yeah. that's great yeah okay Neat. okay you tell me me go you tell me story <laughs> tell me story yeah. Um, this is about the Emporia Country Club, mm. which is in Emporia, Kansas, uh. if you couldn't tell. Um, so the Emporia Com- Country Club, um, it was established in 1911 by a group of local businessmen looking for a common setting to enjoy friendship, good food, golf, and social occasions. Oh. I'm like, okay, so another meeting place for white guys to go. Great. Yes. So anywhere. Um, the club has shared a rich heritage with the beautiful city of Emporia for over 100 years at the original location of 18th and Rural. I fucking hate that word. Rural? Rural. 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 No, not rural. 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 <laughs> no, it's rural. 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 Yeah, 18th and rural. Um, the club features a nine-hole championship golf course, a practice range, putting green, chipping green, 18-hole um, disc golf course, which is um, with apparently one of the toughest disc golf finishes um, oh. around. Disc golf. Um, and fun fact, Emporia, Kansas is recognized as the disc golf capital of the U.S. Huh. Fun fact, I didn't know that. 
Hmm. Um, I thought I was doing the fun facts here. (laughs) Nope. Just me. Um, So there's a wide variety of like dining facilities in the clubhouse as well. Mm -hmm. They have it from like casual to to formal. So the upper level has the west room, fireplace room, east bar, and the main dining room. So the West Room alone can sit up to 125 people. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have like full service bar, built in wood dance floor, fireplace, and, um, oh, never mind. And then the fireplace room, obviously, is a unique setting for gas, with a gas burning fireplace. It's uh, kind of cool. So I was like, oh, so it's actually like up to date-ish kind of, but yeah. still really old looking. Um, Alrighty. So on to the ghosty stuffs. And I got this all from the Emporia Gazette. Thank ah. you. Thank you, Emporia Gazette. Mine, I actually looked it up this time. Oh, dang it. Mine was from a blog when I forgot what it was from. I, I normally never say mine. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. I Googled it. Um, all right. So it says, usually country clubs are known as places to play around a golf, gather for social events, and enjoy some spirits. And but at the Emporia Country Club, it may be possible to encounter a different kind of spirit. Ooh. I thought that was funny. Their first very, opening Very line. good. I'm like, oh, Lord. Very good. Right. Very. I'm proud. <laughs> Um, it's been rumored over the years that the country club houses up to four ghosts Mm. Um, according to the book Haunted Kansas by Lisa Hefner Heights it um, two former managers a chef and a golfer still hang around the country club Mm -hmm. so the country obviously I said blah 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 blah, blah. Um, it was built in 1911 the third floor storage area is um, it actually once served (laughs) as living quarters for former club managers as Mm -hmm. And as a room for tenants. So um, well, a lot of people have come and gone from this country club, basically. So living at the country uh, club? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like managers and stuff. They can actually like um, have oh, a living quarter there. on the country club. Yeah. Oh, so I was oh, like, oh, that's nah, kind of cool. I guess that makes sense. I was like, that's, how like, I, that's what I need at Union Station. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little, a little nook. I Maybe know. they'll do that. Maybe that's what they should do on the seventh floor. <laughs> right? Just manager sleeping area. Mm-hmm. Um. The Emporia Country Club Ghosts is the short is a st- short story in the Haunted Kansas book. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that strange sh- sounds, oh my god, strange sounds and lights, sounded out, <laughs> and ghostly feelings have bothered some former employees. Current manager said that she's never really experienced anything, but that some of her more skittish employees have. I was like, skittish, really? You're gonna yeah. use that word, like? Skittish. I don't know if you have to really technically be skittish to be able to, I don't know, experience things. I'm like, okay, maybe more just believers. I don't know. Like, if you don't believe in it, you're probably Shut not going to see anything. Right. Um, she has received reports from other employees that while working downstairs in the kitchen, um, oh, in the bar and dining room area as well, mm-hmm. they've heard strange noises coming from the dining room on the second floor when there's obviously no one there. Mm-hmm. Are you taking a picture of yourself? No. Oh, my God. What I'm trying doing? to. Shale's not here, so oh, I gotta Shale, do that's something. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. She thought the noises were other employees moving moving chairs around to scare their other coworkers when they came back in, which I thought was funny. Because <laughs> I'm like, aha, I would do that. Um, and the pranks were actually sparked by the odd cooking staff or the old cooking staff, my bad, um, that reported having hearing the same noises. So. Basically, this cooking staff was like, oh, we hear chairs moving around all the time. And then it kind of became a prank thing as to where people would move stuff for the next shift to come in and start to freak out. So, like, it became a prank, but then it's still really happening. People still really hear, like, stuff moving around. Um, 
She also then admitted that she may have experienced a presence late at night, but when she turned around, no one was there. No. Mm-hmm. No. She hasn't experienced anything else since then. Um, in the book, the Haunted Kansas book, former country club manager John, or sorry, not John. John Don. Don. Don Blaylock. Hmm. Yeah, Blaylock um, said that some of the activity could have been caused by a woman whom they called um, Mrs. Flowers. <laughs> so nearly half a century ago, Mrs. Flowers, which was the club manager at the time, yeah, and her husband, they li- both lived on the third floor of the club. Um, another former manager, referred to only as Buck, also resided in the upstairs apartment with his <laughs> wife until they were forced to move out due to the lack of utilities, unfortunately. Mm. Um, he and his wife left in 1980 to run another Kansas club. Um, ah. Knocking noises and thumping from a storage closet were reported shortly after Buck's death. So Buck also believed that a ghost lived in the building. Um, he found a smashed chair and noticed that things were had been moved around when no one else was inside. So mm. Buck is basically saying Mrs. Flowers was haunting the place because ah. she was the former manager. Ah. And then once Buck was the manager uh-huh. with his wife and they left, now they're thinking that um, Buck is also there because right after Buck left... Noises. What? Are these people dead? Well, not right after Buck left. I mean, like after yeah. his death. Oh. After Buck's death, okay, they start gotcha. hearing and stuff. So now, like, back. okay, so that's Mrs. Flowers is a former manager. Yeah. Buck is a former manager. So it's like everyone just keeps coming back. There, I mean, I guess when leave. you live and work, yeah. You, yep. <laughs> um, but they left though. They could. <laughs> they left. They could have gone anywhere. That's true. Um, let's see. Oh, when enjoying a meal, club members could encounter the chef, who was the former head chef during the Depression era. Yeah. The story tells that the chef unfortunately died in his sleep in the upstairs apartment. So once again, someone else who lived in the upstairs apartments who died yeah. has also now returned again. Oh, gosh. Um, the final oh, fourth ghost is, the, is a former member who suffered a heart attack following golf tournament. Oh. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, other reports over the years have included reports of the chef and his wife, um, his wife's specters occupying the kitchen by a former employee, sounds of ice and drinks, random voices coming from nowhere, and spirits making their presence known as employees were locking up. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's like the worst thing. Don't do it at night. Like, come on. Um, two employees were locking up the clubhouse late, late one evening, but before... Leaving through the front doors, one woman looked down the hallway and thought she glimpsed a figure standing in the shadows. But when she looked again, the figure was gone. No. So they thought someone was in there. Obviously no. not. No. Uh, right. No. Um, her companion, another young woman, indicated that she had not seen anything. So the two just locked and bolted the doors and left the building. Before they headed down the sidewalk towards the parking lot, they double-checked the doors from the outside, pushing on them to make sure they were secure. Mm. One of the women described what happened next, saying... Quote, she pushed them and they did not move. She and I got halfway down the sidewalk and the doors made a sound like a great force was trying to push them open. No. We ran to our cars as fast as we could. Every night after that, when the two of us would lock up together, we would say goodnight to the ghosts. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. But unfortunately, no one is publicly reporting recent sightings of the specters. So no one has actually, um, like there's not... Oh. Real, real records, like, lately of it, because no one's saying that they found anything. But. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. That was my quick little rundown of the Emporia Country Club. Yeah. A lot of ghosties in there. Mm-hmm. Noise. Just, like, they just, that's just so sad. Like, you, they left, though. They left. Hmm? 
Well, they didn't leave. They, they left and then they Buck came did. Back. Buck, Buck left. left with his wife to go do to go run another country club. But then after his death, he apparently returned. Everybody that likes this better. country club too much, apparently. I mean, it's the golf, Frisbee golf <laughs> yeah. capital of the, yeah. America. <laughs> apparently. Is it, wait, America or the world? U.S. U.S. Yeah. Merck. America. Yeah. In the Midwest. I mean, that's it. Look out. We're, uh, see, Midwest, we're known for things. They're just weird <laughs> things, okay? They are just weird things. That's they fine. They are. You want a tip or you want me to fact? Um, <laughs> either one. Fact I don't care. tip. Sure. Tip fact. Fact and then tip. Fact and fact tip. tip. Fact tip. Fact tip it. Um, <laughs> fact tip it. Fact tip it. <laughs> well, fact tip it. <laughs> fact tip it. Well, fact tip it. Fact tip it. Um, fact tip it. John's got too much wood. Fact tip it. Man, John's got just way too much wood. John and his wood. Fact tip it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so just quick. Uh, abolition. Abolition. Nope. Abolitionist. Abolitionist. Gotcha. John Brown. <laughs> uh, I did not see his significance because you can Google it. Uh, visited the Kansas Territory in 1855. He was like a a war guy, wasn't he, John Brown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Ab- he was like a general or something. Oh no. Okay. But also an abolitionist. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Something. I don't Something know. Something like that. Go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 1855, uh, he staged several armed skirmishes and freed some Missouri slaves during his three-year stay. Oh. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty good guy for history. Yeah. It's good to know we have some good guys in history. <laughs> right. Some of them. Some of them. I mean. Especially from around here. Yeah. Some of them not so much. Days. Yeah. Around here. Well, Kansas, yes. Missouri, eh. We got some shit ones in Kansas, too. Yeah, brown back. Anyway, um, (laughs) recently. uh, uh, Roy Blunt, Missouri. Grass. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Tip me. Um, Tip Tip me. Um, I have another useful things for random things around your house, basically. Um, So this was, these are uses for toothpaste that don't involve your teeth. Toothpaste. Oh. You can use it for stuffs. Um, yeah. For this one, they have like a whole list of like 33 different things. And I was like, holy crap, I'm not going to list all of the For toothpaste. So what I did was I kind of just limited it. <laughs> um, yeah. So how you can fix scuffs and scratches off of different things. Ooh. So unprotected cell phone screens. Ah. So yeah, you can literally just put a tiny dab on a little rag and just like slowly wipe it into your screen and it'll actually fill the cracks for you. Or, like, scratches, and it'll make it look a little bit better, apparently. I haven't tried it. What? Don't, don't look at me like that. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, um, well, this is, I have glass protector on me. Yeah, I actually, I don't I have a protector, so I'm like, ooh, well, that, I, if mine scratches or something. You're probably better on phones than I am. <laughs> I don't know. This My case has actually been cracked a few times. Well, <laughs> shit. Yeah, luckily it just has the lip, so it doesn't actually hit mm-hmm. the screen, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, so unprotected cell phone screens. Leather. Uh, linoleum. If you have a scratch on some linoleum, put some ah, toothpaste on there. Just put more linoleum oh, down. That too. <laughs> just replace it. Um, uh, the soles of athletic shoes. So if you have like um, really big scuffs on yeah. like your shoes that you want to like keep yeah. around or whiten, even if you get a toothpaste with like whitening agent and also help brighten your the white parts of your shoes. 
Um, DVDs and CDs, you can do that on both. Just kind of let you rub it with a cloth and then just wipe it off. Um, nail holes, you can fill nail holes with toothpaste and it'll it'll harden just like spackle, basically. What? Yeah. So if you ever have like an apartment or something and you just need a tiny nail hole and you don't and have anything, so nice. yeah, and you just put a little dab and then you just rub it off and it's good to go. It's filled. Um, auto auto scratches. So anything uh, on your car, yeah, and also your headlights. So if you have like. The scratches and scuffs on your headlights yeah. that make it really, really dim. You can yeah. put a coat of toothpaste on it and rub it in and then wash it off. Will it work for oxidizing? Do you? I don't know. Actually, they didn't say that part. But yeah. I know Coca-Cola will help deoxidize your headlights. Yeah. And your battery. What? If you're... Your car battery, if yeah. you ever have like your battery, like it gets like the, the, the stuff, stuff. Yeah, the erosion stuff. Just pour, just unhook it and pour Coke on it and it eats away the erosion. You're welcome. But then you need to also scrub it with a steel brush. FYI. So much work. I know, but it helps. <laughs> well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nice me. There we go. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> anything else? I don't, I don't think, think so, so, unfortunately. No. So I kind of had to make this one short a little bit. No, you can do long on the next one. We'll go long. We'll go long next time. We'll go long. <laughs> I'll go long. Sorry. I'll go long. I feel long. like we need to like say that, but like back away from the mics. So we're like, go long. Go long. <laughs> go long. <laughs> throw it over here. Throw, right, right here. Ro- Help. Throw the tip over here. Come on. Just the tip, though. Just the, <laughs> just the tip. Oh, I'll okay, only catch yeah. the tip. <laughs> I won't catch anything else. Just no, the tip. No, I promise. Oh, I promise I won't. Um... Okay. No. Are you gonna do something? No, I oh. posted one thing and then I'm. I prom- that's it. No, that's okay. it. That's fine. <laughs> one we, thing. I said Cheryl's not here. <laughs> we so, don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. <laughs> and then that's the only photo. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. Well. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out, guys. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> for a little bit with us. Yeah. Oh goodness. We'll go. Alrighty. We'll go along next time for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Double tip. How about that? A double tip. Double yeah. tip. We'll go super hardcore <laughs> over there. <laughs> All right, I think I'm out. Or I'll just do a long tip next time, not a short tip. Just do a long just tip. A one long, one long tip. tip. But read it like more. But no Freeman. story, just the tip. No, <laughs> just a bunch of tips. <laughs> just a bunch of tips. One up, whole episode. <laughs> Ooh, and we'll oh, do okay. uh, some uh, misconnection things too. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. We've done that in a while. That'd be funny. All right. Okay. Well. Yep. And, and that's Casey. Hey, folks, please don't forget to subscribe, review, and continue to listen to That's KC on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. If we're not on your favorite podcast directory, please let us know. You can chat with us on Twitter or Instagram at That's KC Pod and Facebook at That's KC. If you'd like to keep the local liquor, food, and podcast flowing, you can support us on Patreon at That's KC Pod. If you have any suggestions for local Missouri or Kansas food and drink, or, you know, would like to send us something, wink, wink, please send us an email to thatskcpod at gmail.com. P.S. If you have your own local story you would like to share or have a suggestion for us to research, we'd love to hear from you via email. Oh, and thank you to Brian Lawson for the intro beat. Okay, bye!